0: Chasing up where we were at about you know your your experience and um, becoming you know an artist a musician out on the road. Yeah. Talking so about was... uh, living in the, the houses and your your methadone guitar player flooding <laughs> did the, skip, the did he <laughs> skip straight to methadone or the heroin first? <laughs> sure. Flooding sure. the top <laughs> floor of the yeah. hotel you guys are staying in. It. Anyway, go ahead from there.
1: Yeah. So just tons of these types of stories. Um Just crazy stuff always happening right because you got to think about it you're playing the bar that's pretty a lot of people that go to the bar it's an aggressive crowd (laughs)
2: yeah you know i'm not saying you know well you weren't uh you weren't playing uh classical or any swing music i mean i didn't know i know a little bit about you but as far as like the type of music that you play and you know maybe some I don't know if you guys talk about the simple stuff like how long even
0: yeah we play music
2: and yeah. covered all that all right we're not gonna do it yeah. twice yeah so. <laughs> that, so
1: yeah but, uh, so we're at this rough, point i'm rough, playing, rough, playing hardcore i'm rough. playing outlaw country at this point and
0: Ooh, outlaw country
1: yeah like and and a lot like five hours um six nights a week in these clubs right and this goes for years so uh-huh. just paying my dues learning things like that so i get to this point get hurt get the hernia Um, all of a sudden my dad comes to me, I think, I believe it was after 9 11. So I think it was the November of 2001. He's like, do you want, do you want to go to Nashville? And it was like, are you serious? (laughs) You know, and I still had a visa at that time that had, uh, um, like a year left on it. So I could, you know, I could bring everything in my truck and just go there and live. So. I had an aunt that lived like an hour, maybe two hours outside of Nashville, uh, and I, I think the town—I forget the, the name of the town—but it's a little tiny. Um, there's, there's a few of those, yeah. A few of, a few yeah, of those. Little tiny those town like off, off the beaten bow.
2: path. Once you get out there, you're like, "What town are you?" I'm like, "I'm in this direction." <laughs> <laughs>
1: outside yeah, of this so, city. so we took the plunge. I packed up. We packed up the truck. Boom, headed down there and we get to town on like Thanksgiving weekend and I just can't believe how dead the town is and small Nashville is so I'm thinking man if it's like if it's like this all the time it's going to be amazing you know because I'm so used to you know small town
2: less less like a city and more like a big town yeah yeah
1: so unfortunately though that uh, everybody came crashing back through oh that so,
2: changed yeah i think yeah. Uh, when i first moved down here i was at the tail end of that and i thought that's why you said i thought the same thing i was like oh it's cool it's like i thought it was going to be like a big city but it's more like but a, it's yeah a it was, big town and uh within the next five years i'm like I'm not, <laughs> it's completely different i'm not saying that shit anymore <laughs>
1: yeah so we get to town and uh i think the first we drove up by Johnny Cash's house the first day and, and out came Marty Stewart. And I was always a fan of Marty <laughs> Stewart growing up as a, as a kid. And he comes out. And he looked like he was half in the bag, right? And Fair enough. Like a ter- yeah. Turkey in his hand. <laughs> awesome. So uh, start searching the local paper. Find this place about two minutes from Trinity Lane. Okay. And, That's an yeah.
2: up-and-coming area.
1: Yeah. Really rough part. So move in with like
2: pretty cheap down there. Yeah. I imagine uh, costs are low.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I move in this house with four other guys or three other guys. And so everybody's just kind of like in, you know, it's it's Nashville. So everybody's comes there pretty much broke. Yeah. (laughs)
2: Yeah.
1: So it's 80 bucks a week to stay in this house. And, uh, and there's a recording studio in the back. Like when you read the ad, it was really impressive. But when you got there, <laughs> <laughs> it somebody's, <was> so
2: impressive. <laughs> somebody's good at marketing.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
1: it was, uh, it was just.
0: Come it's live your terrible. Nashville dream in the spacious four bedroom Victorian yeah, house where you'll be able to record your music. Isn't that funny? Those like? things aren't limited to studios in like <laughs> LA and
2: New York City. You yeah. Come to Nashville, it's like, check out this great place and make it big. <laughs> you get a Murphy bed that you pull out of the wall. <laughs>
1: no, I brought I brought this day bed that I'd had from <laughs> yeah, Canada. <laughs> I traveled. A down day there. Bed. Well, this is All how. <laughs> this is how bad it was down there. It was like uh, these
2: huge spiders in. The oh mountains. yeah, yeah, the spiders, the wolf spiders. Yeah, yeah, that's something from moving from the northeast U.S. like down here. The spiders, the whole thing is like spooky Halloween town. <laughs> just in the size of the oh, spiders, that and they just, right. they just,
0: the cobwebs. <laughs> yeah.
2: So there was times, honestly, where I
1: was getting bit. I would go to bed with bug spray on. Because I didn't <laughs> want to get bit anymore, right? It was yeah, crazy. It yeah,
0: sounds more like bed bugs. than <laughs> yeah. No, I don't no, <laughs> yeah, I said, no right? <laughs> so it could have yeah. been, <laughs> it could have been. Slim-o sheets are itchy, <laughs> yeah,
1: it could have been. But uh, so hung out in that house for like I don't know, probably a good year or half, a, I don't know, eight months, and yeah. uh, but played every single like writer's place I could find that night. Um so I played the Bluebird Cafe a lot. I played just yeah, uh, cool. Just well, it was okay. It, but I hated playing there because it was like they would shush you if you were even talked, right? And that's just not oh, my, yeah,
2: I didn't think
1: about the crowd. Not yeah. my vibe It'd at all. it get shush
0: Yeah. But, yeah. but you can't be like, dude, they had play that rock and roll music you playing for a bunch of librarians that yeah, was weird
1: but what i did it it was like open mic night so i don't know you got to remember this is like uh
0: isn't it every night open mic night ben? yeah but this was like <laughs> yeah, this, I feel like this is live npr this, this is, is live talk at talk the, uh, the this is live at the blue blue, blue bird cafe so... live at the blue bird cafe today we have <laughs> we have Ch- some smooth Ch- jazz coming, Ch- up. Ch- Ch- <laughs> coming up next no it was not some of his favorite music <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: so um yeah. It was, yeah. Uh, it was crazy when I first got to there and, and then I started washing dishes at the uh, Star Cafe in, uh, in uh, White's Creek. White's Creek. Okay.
0: White's Creek. Word.
1: And that's kind of where everything kind of just, uh, the lid came off and it was like um, just crazy times ahead. Crazy in the best way.
0: Um, crazy in the best way. Yeah. So it- at this point like how often
2: are you playing like how many sets or you know shows or whatever you think you you would do in a week
1: we play five five nights a week yeah absolutely every single night every like there'd be a writer's round somewhere and sometimes you'd play three or four right you would jump on and yeah um and then you would network so like you know I, i probably had like six packs of Groups of people throughout the time of being there. Yeah. And then, you know, it's like social circles. Yeah. Yeah. So they come and go. People
0: come. So so in White's Creek, you know, me and you, we have kind of a kindred spirits for White's Creek, because I know the story that you're getting ready to tell us about, you know, later on in life. You know, we kind of had like a weird kind of parallel where we kind of worked at the same house. Yeah. Why don't you tell them what house we worked at? (laughs) Well,
1: when I was there, it was called the Plowboy Mansion. Play- oh, no, my God. Mansion, It was, both- <laughs> it was uh, the fontnell It was Barbara Mantrell's old log house. So just Google that and you'll see pictures of what I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. So I'm <laughs> it's a uh,
0: giant log cabin. Yeah. So,
2: so- both of you, you worked there at the same time. No,
0: no, no, no. He. He spent some time there, and then, after they decided that you know them partying up there and <laughs> and kind of they decided that they were gonna turn it into like a a thing for Barbara mandrell and okay, and you could tour a house well, you know they well it only took <laughs> about a year and a half for all the Barbara Mandrell yeah. fans to go through <laughs> so then that ended, but they did build a really cool amphitheater there that's cool, and it's I still love it. I've seen a couple i i've seen i saw the opening. Set there, and you know, if there's one thing for Mark Oswald, you can say is that you know, he really built a nice amphitheater and it's perfect inside of that in the, in the woods. Yeah, Jade, was that there when you played there? That amphitheater? No, no it wasn't. No, was, no, no, it was that was no, it was the plowboy then. Okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I got it. I see that yeah. time parallel. Them. Yeah, all right, but tell him who, who the plowboys were. Uh,
1: <laughs> too many to name,
0: too many to name. Too but, many to name.
1: So, um, I know. I'm meeting, I, know
0: who uh, I know who was there.
1: Meeting all these people. Um, they're having like open mic at the Star Cafe. So I start playing there and then all of a sudden I meet uh, just all these other people coming in from from the Fontanelle. Like, But I've never even heard of the Fontenelle. Like I'm just you drive by it, but you have to it's a big gate, right? So you have to have a code to get in. You just uh, right. and you can't see it from the road. It's way tucked up in the hills, right? <laughs> and that little farmhouse there that that was where big kenny right, from the, the big and rich corn. lived. The, the,
0: yeah oh. the, the okay.
1: yeah that was big kenny's house so uh this all ties into down down i don't want to get too ahead i want to kind of keep it on track but right um so i was also working at the douglas corner cafe and the star cafe so i was cleaning the douglas corner cafe and then i'd be washing dishes and and, and serving at the star cafe and then mm-hmm. so Playing open jams and then all of a sudden, you know, you'd see Gretchen Wilson come in and order food and you would see like sometimes Kid Rock would come in or whatever, like it would be like, it it was like nothing, right? People just came there all the time because it was a hot place to go. It was really good food.
2: Oh, yeah. And right. so you
1: could see anybody. I mean, and you could see like a number one songwriter would just be in there chilling. So, you know, I met some, uh,
0: I'm out there in Wives Creek.
1: Yeah, right, right there. It was incredible. And uh, so then I met uh, a guy named Jackie Elkins and Jackie had a uh, was doing uh, landscaping. And so he hired me on. And we would work like, oh, man, we were cutting like all the stars, grasses and stuff like that. So it was pretty <laughs> cool. And then Jackie, <laughs> got a lawn, yeah. well, Jackie and Jackie was the caretaker of the font. So okay. No. So Jackie was still there
0: when I got there. Was he? Yeah. So yeah.
1: You know, I have many, many amazing times with Jackie. I love him to death. He's awesome. Um, I still got the stick that he made me. He would. Do you ever see the sticks? He made the music mafia? Sticks?
0: Uh, I don't think so. I, I mean, I yeah. didn't really get that close with him. You know? Yeah.
1: So anyway, but um, so. Now I'm like at all these uh, parties up there with Jack's right? Because like part of the crew, whatever. But then, you know, you start playing and like, there's all, you know, there's like so many famous people up there at any time so you're just playing after parties and stuff like that but then i met like then it then it became like the music mafia crowd right so that whole thing started to happen and um i was dating a girl at the time that was really involved with the music mafia so i always kind of felt like an outsider i didn't really feel like i I fit in there i was just kind of there right tough to fit in on that crowd (laughs) dude and they were tough man holy (laughs) yeah they were tough and they were like that was some of the best talent yeah. you would ever you see. Look,
0: you can look up who's in the music mafia. Who yeah, doesn't want to say their names. Yeah, I'm not possible. afraid. Oh no, They're uh, <laughs> uh,
1: John. No, John Nicholson was amazing. He was yeah. um one of. The, they, they, they were yeah. so. They were great people, no doubt. I just felt like yeah. I felt like uh, maybe I was intruding a bit, right?
2: Yeah. Because those guys had earned that spot. You felt like, like you were just kind of stepping in with them, like, "Hey, I know you got this thing going on, but I'm here now to so extend." Like, yeah, <laughs> no, no, like I never felt like that. With like, if I ever got to be on the
1: stage, I was very humbled and 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 like, yeah, I didn't, yeah. I didn't try the alpha stuff around any of the, any of yeah. those, right? Yeah. Like,
0: you didn't, you didn't try to grandstand. No, not at all. I was there to learn. That yeah. like, step aside, motherfucker. Yeah. I was That's learning, for, uh, wow.
1: man. Like you should hear the heart Stop like
0: lead. <laughs> their uh,
1: harmony with a lot of those guys were amazing and it yeah. was like just the craft was like the artists that were coming out of the woodwork was incredible so you but know, there was a it. there was a younger crew that was coming out called the music mafia misfits and it was just a bunch okay. of bunch of people that were kind of like tagging along right all huh. right and so i was kind of and it all started at the star cafe And uh, I believe there's somebody wrote it about it in a book as well. You Hmm. probably could find it, but, uh, check that out. So that's kind of how I fell in. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. it's going to be lots of that. Uh, so that's, that's kind of how I fell in. I, and then, so I was just at party after party. And like I said, then I started playing after parties and then you get to know people and then, Mm -hmm. and then they started to know you. Right. And then you were just always there. And then it was like. Boom! This guy can play at the drop of a dime. If there's an after party, and there was always a party, right? Yes. There's Always, always a party, always. And I'm talking, I'm not talking house parties. I'm talking like these right. were, <laughs> these were mansion parties, man. Like that right. were like there a lot of people
0: there. Yeah. There's a lot of people. Yeah,
1: yeah. and they're after shows, so everybody's hopped up, right? Everybody's already they're, half.
0: Everybody's already so, yeah. <laughs> feeling pretty good about. That's yeah. Really crank it up. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah
1: so and started hanging around this guy uh and he was his name was alaska dan at the time that's what we alaska called him.
0: good day classy
1: yeah he could he was man he was the life of the he party. Like a lot
0: of part sounds, like, they call him alaska sounds dan. like a good name for a whiskey <laughs> yeah. well he, he alaska was the,
1: dan he was the life of the party man and he was responsible for <laughs> a lot you of not? you know yeah, exactly he was responsible <laughs> i remember one time he texted me And this is, you know, flip flops, right? (laughs) He He goes, hey, what are you doing? You want to go on a road tour? We're taking Gretchen Wilson's bus down to North Carolina. Come on, get in.
2: Uh, (laughs) So so I jump on this bus.
1: I jump on this bus, and I think we drank whiskey
2: for like three days straight. I don't don't even remember. I don't remember the trip.
0: Some Alaskan Dan. (laughs) Yeah, it was great.
2: And, well, it sounds uh, like it, at this point, like you just said, you felt like a bit of an outsider. It sounds like you know. This sounds, is the point sounds where like you're starting to fit in a little bit more now. Oh no, yeah, no, no, not, no! I just meant,
1: I meant the there was a core of the music mafia, and they were like getting record deals, and they were breaking out. And okay, okay, I, got I was you. still, I was in the incubator. I was still paying my dues, right? And so,
2: oh, okay, so you didn't feel like because uh, I know like. You know, in any profession, really, when you meet people who are, like, heavily talented and, you know, that's kind of making a name for themselves, it can be a little bit intimidating and stuff like that. And then you're like, man, I don't know if I should be here,
0: like, yeah. you know, like yeah. all that these stuff. people are really good know, and I'm, I'm just the, okay.
1: No, because I never, I never came across as arrogant. And I'll tell you what, if you were arrogant in that crew, you'd be kicked out fast. Yeah, now so, that's
2: that's another part of yeah, people who are who are heavily talented yeah. and stuff like that is that whether doesn't matter which profession it is, those people always tend to have a whole lot of like humility. Uh, they they're not, you know, the ones that are kind of all about themselves are the ones that are like they're good, but they're mediocre, and you can tell they're trying to stretch that out for as long as possible. But the ones who just like have it, they're like, Yeah, I just, this is what I love to do. I'm just gonna do this every day till I die.
1: <laughs> yeah, totally. And so it was great because I was getting to watch real life, watching people get record deals and their life changing, and then watching them get dropped very fast. Oh, well,
2: so you get to see that whole narrative
1: play. out Totally. And I got to watch it a lot and see a lot. And it was like, wow. Oh my gosh. Like you're there all that time and that, you know, effort that it gets put in. You got to remember that most of these people that go to Nashville have been the serious ones have been working their craft years before they get there. Right.
2: Yeah, they don't go there and then decide that, OK, yeah, now true. I'm going to start pursuing a music career. That's usually at the point where you're like, OK, where I'm living now isn't offering enough. And I think, you know, my time would be better spent in an area where there is a lot more going on. And that's kind of what attracts people to these larger areas so that, you know, you get thrown in with a mix of a bunch of different people. But that's kind of if you got something going for you, that's like your, your big chance to, to make something of it.
1: Yeah. And that the talent in that whole pool was just so diverse. So it was just everything. So oh, it was it definitely a, a fly on the wall and between that and the Douglas corner, cause the Douglas corner was like world-class songwriters, right? That's where they would go. Okay. So I had access to be there. Like I never had to pay for a show. I could just hang out if I wanted. And that was kind of the perk of working there. And, uh, so th- those days and that whole thing, I was really just, sponge mode right just absorbing everything everything yeah yeah and um eventually that uh and like we would just we would spend so much time at that little farmhouse which was big kenny's house at the time and we would
0: be writing songs
1: (laughs) and maybe smoking his weed and drinking his whiskey
0: (laughs) i um, I remember i did when i was a partner i did a gig up there and and mark and um and some other people were trying to get some investors to like get involved in a casino deal like in wisconsin or minnesota i don't remember which so i had to go up there and cook in that kitchen for these guys for probably like 15 people (laughs) and i remember big kenny coming in he's like got like a like a magnum of champagne (laughs) he's like let's get ripped i was like i like this guy (laughs) because he's like the opposite i mean like between john rich and and big kenny they're like opposite sides of the coins you know, John's just got this, you know, very large ego that, you know, has served him well. Mm-hmm. And then you have Big Kenny, who's just like, yeah, I'm just kind of like the guy. Yeah. Um, Did you kind of get that kind
1: of feeling, too? John was definitely um, in the driver's seat. Yeah. You know. <laughs> it's, uh, it's obvious. John is very determined. And I love that about John. Like, so. Yeah. People.
0: He has been giving shit a lot because he can shoot his mouth off
1: and get himself in trouble. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> listen, I've seen that guy at, at his worst, really, like just obliviate it. But um, yeah, yeah. Whatever, yeah, sure. it, whatever. He is so talented, and he's true country man. He love he can sing yeah. you. I a mean, he wears stall. the mini suit still. Yeah, can you <laughs> reasons, yeah. You know, yeah. he's, and he can do more than just that. Like, he's a, he's, no, a, he's very talented, but yeah, just
0: he's... his ego will fucking just, just make yeah. him look like a dickhead. Yeah. It's Even absolutely. though I did win Celebrity Apprentice, I did that gig when he actually like opened that up. Oh, the, yeah. The opening, I did that gig. Hell oh, yeah. That <laughs> so at that. his house at Mount Rush, at Mount, at Mount uh, Richmore, actually, up on Love Circle.
2: Oh yeah.
1: So, yeah. But one thing, that I'll was say, exciting. Like, he always wanted to, uh, he always wa- like, he would always let you play on stage. Like, he'd always encourage you to play, you know,
0: I'm like, sure. So I formal. mean, I can see that in him, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah, he was super cool. Never, ever had a problem with any, anybody. Yeah. Like, I was, like I said, I was just humbled to be there. Grateful. I mean, I
0: met him off on the side too. Like, at the Fontanel a few times when him and Mark and, and. And Dale would be in, in the farmhouse chit chatting and you know, they're like, oh, come on out of here. Yeah. Mark, you know, Mark always like to parade people around in front of people, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I, so, I was mostly over at, uh, Greg's house. Right. And I'd play a lot of the parties over there at on the lake house right. and stuff like that. And, uh, nice. Yeah, man. It was just cool. I mean, you were playing. Yeah. And-
0: so, so you're at the font now. Yeah, You got the plowboy getting yep. plowed, getting plowed, <laughs> uh, living it up, making, making friends, S-
1: <laughs> Staying in that master bedroom with the mirrors on top of that. Yeah,
0: looking at yourself, looking at myself. Yeah, um, no. So, yeah, yeah so I mean, Barbara Mendra Everybody ever what, I saw, like, like see the tours, and people who would walk in and look at that room, and they would look up, and there was mirrors on the ceiling. They would just go, uh huh. <laughs> yeah. What do you think that's for? Yeah. <laughs> that's what a narcissism. Gotta what you got? Lay in bed
2: and comb your hair. Like, yeah. yeah. Trim your eyebrows. So, yeah. was it? Was it? Was
0: it her, or was it him, or was it both of them?
2: <laughs> I you know, imagine as it goes with a lot of, you know, rock stars and everything that is, anything goes. Some narcissism <laughs> in there.
0: Yeah. It's, it's did you did, sprinkled on top? Did you enjoy looking at yourself while you slept in that bedroom? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it's weird.
2: I know. It's gonna be weird. weird if you're on like shrooms or acid and you look and you see the mirror and you think you're floating up from your own body, you're like, oh, I died! Oh my
0: god, it's over! Yeah,
2: that would be horrifying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It'd be the last time I don't ever. But want there swim. is a huge
1: jacuzzi and fire pit in there, and uh... that's yeah.
0: nice yeah. That, that that house was actually pretty amazing. it was an indoor swimming pool, and yeah, damn, yeah, that was pretty amazing. It was a log cabin, like the guy who built it.
2: Like designed it was style. like if
0: the Country Music Hall of Fame. He designed that. Yeah. Um, That'd be cool. The, I like uh, the, the 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 Southern. He designed um, several yeah, other okay. things. Steve Tuck, a huge, you know, architect in this town, who's developed, developed many. Oh, uh, the, the the Music City Center is him too. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah so sure. I I remember like they would pay us like <laughs> uh they'd pay us money to take people out. Show them a good time from the front, oh, yeah. right? because they'd be having
0: people. Show come them in. a good time, huh? Yeah. So we we right. take well, like that in town.
1: Oh well, you would take like <laughs> you super mo- You would take like supermodels out, and like oh. it was crazy. Yeah, it was yeah, awesome.
0: They wore the thong. the yeah.
1: No, I mean, believe me, it was. Uh, did you Did you take care of them? Good. It was just simply business, right? Like, so you no, you would
0: go out. Yeah. you would
1: take them to the hot spots in Nashville and then you would like, you know, get them yeah. drink drinks and all that. It was, it was cool. So you it was try awesome. to
0: get them drunk
1: and keep their fingers crossed. <laughs> no. So, <laughs> and i get
2: to steer them away from other people. Like, like all, all, right, all right, let's not hang out over here. Yeah. So, the there was, yet. there was one story
1: where I was at this table and it, I, Nikki Taylor, does that ring a bell? She was, I know that name sounds yeah. familiar. Yeah, that so, sounds very familiar. Sound familiar. So, yeah. it's her See, it's and like, model. Nikki Taylor, it's yeah. Yeah, it's her and there's some. Okay, old...
0: hanging out with supermodels and not yeah. even getting
2: lucky. Yeah.
1: So it's her and like some of these other amateur supermodels, I guess. Amateur. Uh,
0: so we're at this table, and
1: I'm I'm getting buzzed up, and I'm like, you know, starting to get flirty, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm telling her. Why yeah, what are you I...
2: supposed to do? Sit there with a straight face all night? I yeah, know. No.
1: At this point, I'm telling her why it'd be great if I could take her on a date, and then she breaks mm-hmm. the news to me that. Her boyfriend's Keith Urban, and uh,
2: oh. yeah, you yeah, start running through the Rolodex in your head. It was like, can I compete with Keith Urban right now? Let me <laughs> see. How he's can like fitness. He's, how the, hottest, he's, the, hottest, he's the hottest. He's
0: the hottest act. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. He's
1: the hottest act in Nashville right at this point. And
0: uh, yeah, works but, if you're working. Yeah. So <laughs> hey, just... maybe you should try it out again. You know, you know, Keith Urban ended up marrying. You know, what's her name? Oh yeah, those relationships never last long. Nicole yeah. Kidman, two Aussies got hooked up in America. Yeah, Good
2: job. Yeah. It's all short-term stuff, baby. I'm yeah. about the long-term. So maybe you
0: should call Nikki Nick and say, hey, remember that time in Nashville when you were dating Keith Urban and I was trying to hit on you? You interested? Well, maybe you? don't say that, but yeah. <laughs> I don't know. No, I've, I've, I've I moved well on. Put on the table. I've moved on,
1: Chris. I've moved Oh, on. good. So, so <laughs> on.
0: what have you moved on to, Canadian well, lady?
1: Well, I'm here, so well, that, would, that would make sense. Like to so love here. I'm not into online dating, so I'm not oh. gonna meet someone in Russia. <laughs>
0: I mean, how many? I mean, the after a while, people, I, I'm pretty sure it's in the it's town all online now. I'm basically. pretty sure you know, like in the town you live in. That once you get on tender, everybody, you know, all five of you guys know each other. And you're like, get out of here.
1: <laughs> Never done that stuff. Never done it.
0: Nah. They're like, you're sick. I don't even know how it works. I just
1: know I it's, mean, yeah, it's, it's pretty like degrading, a, like... isn't it? Isn't it pretty degrading? It's like, it's imagine Canada—they like... <laughs> have
2: like Tinder for lumberjacks. I think it's just called Timber, and Timber. they just <laughs> wow. So, I guess at this
1: uh, at this point, um, I'm playing. Do you remember the Bluesboro? Hmm. Do you
0: remember the Bluesboro? No. Yeah,
1: they have one in Murfreesboro and one downtown the Bluesboro. Yeah,
0: Murphy's Murfreesboro. No, nope, it was. Yeah, called the a, it throws people on.
1: <laughs> Murfreesboro. Yeah. Well, nobody
0: knows what it is.
1: Yeah. Either and so. uh <laughs> we would take party buses up there and, you know, and play. And then it was just off the chart. And this, like, it would be packed on like a Wednesday night. And this is in the Music Mafia days, the Music Mafia the right. show. It'd be like that day they decided to have a show and it would sell out.
0: Well, let me ask let me ask you yeah. this when 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 i first got into town i maybe i was here for about about six or seven months or maybe eight months do you remember like a reality show that they had started called nashville but it wasn't not not, not the crappy soap opera tv show they made later but there was a reality oh, yeah. tv show that like got played in the summertime where they had this guy like who looked like. Like you know, maybe he ate Kid Rock.
2: <laughs> like he put on Kid Rock's skin, skin suit, suits. like men yeah. in but black. But he was like really
0: <laughs> sad and that was all kind of the music mafia. I think they were involved in it somehow or another. But it oh. only like lasted one season, then it went away, and huh. it was the, probably one of the worst shows I've ever seen. Like as far as well, I mean, reality TV just kind of pisses me off anyway. But. Right. But I'm just sitting. I'm watching. I'm like, this is terrible even TV. For the like they 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 this. Guy, I remember, like they take this girl who, like I don't know, she was from like Idaho or some shit, and she's coming to be a singer. As and then do. and then and they're gonna and they're gonna put her as a bartender in Tootsie's to make more money, <laughs> so she can have a job while she's working on her career. And she never been a bartender in her life.
2: Oh <laughs> wow! Well, so no past experience. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, yeah. Really I don't
0: know. It, it, it was like 2005, 2006, but then it—I think it only was like the summer fell shit, and they're like, yep, yeah, nobody likes this show."
1: There were so many of those shows <laughs> you know, going on at that time, right? And it, if if right. they flopped, who cares? It was on to the yeah. next. Cause it but was... I
0: remember it. I'm like, this is—I was like, I was like, I haven't even here, lived here this long, and I would be offended by this show.
1: <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So. So yeah, the Fontanel days—they kind of come to an end, right? Everything good thing right. comes to an end, and uh, right. I think at this point the music mafia was kind of been in, going into turmoil.
2: People were leaving, right. breaking up. There was drama everywhere, right? And people were. I said they the got deal. dropped, kind of like the stuff didn't kind of pan out the way they, they thought it would in the long term, right? Yeah, I, I guess it's what happened. Yeah, but I mean
1: to get they would, still like
0: to call themselves the music mafia though Well, fair enough. Yeah,
1: to get a break in that town and to do what they did that's really unheard of. You just everything yeah, they did still notable.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So so I started I think I played one last show kind of with them or something and uh or was there at the show and got up and played and then there was a guy in the audience his name was Brian Davis and he was a writer at BMG at the time and I met him and his brother and he was looking for a guitar player and Ooh. and he was like this guy had just an incredible work ethic and he was playing like every night and he was ready to party every night <laughs> so and he loved to drink like he loved to drink so we always have to rehearse and drink because if you're gonna
2: play or if you're gonna rehearse you a, yeah, need to play to, in the same state you're gonna be in. <laughs> if you're gonna oh, play, you're play right. drunk you better rehearse drunk that's what they say <laughs> so I think that's just an, uh, an excuse to drink more, to be honest. It's, oh, it man. might be a thing, but at the same time, it, it, you could just be like, you know what? Uh, I know we got to practice, but I want to get drunk. I'm like, okay, we can just do both. You know, <laughs>
1: and like growing up, like there was no such thing as like, we're going to go for a beer. Like I never had that growing up. It was like, let's go get shit faced.
2: Yeah. Like, there was there, no yeah, such there. thing as having
1: a beer, right? And so growing up like that in Canada, when I got to, to Nashville, holy fuck, man, they drink a lot. Right? Like, they're drinking. Yeah. They're drinking, like, they're having beers at, like, 12 dude, at certain bars. Like, you go in and, like, it's just, it's a different world down there, right?
2: Hell, yeah. Yeah. Uh, moving from, uh, well, I mean, I bounced around the United States a decent bit, I moved to Nashville from Vermont. Uh, and the, the Northeast likes their alcohol a lot. And then I came down here, and it just made it worse. So.
0: That's <laughs> <laughs> you gotta do you gotta love some drinking i was in the I army. i mean i do I we, smelled, were yeah. in, we were both we both in the army that turns you into yeah, that fresh probably, fresh. A drinker, yeah that's how oh, yeah. it was
2: uh, you guys were together to yeah you gotta no he was uh he went in way before i did i i joined in 05, oh five yeah. um so by then chris was already out i was
0: already out i oh, was right. here in nashville actually yeah. <laughs> that's when i got to in nashville my, yeah. 05.
1: yeah so you start playing with brian and brian's like this guy, like I said, he's pipelined and he's writing every day. So about
0: Brian, uh, Brian,
1: Brian Davis at the Brian time. The so I end up uh, breaking up with this girl and then moving in with his brother. That and so we end up moving in to this townhouse that was weird. well, yeah. I, that, yeah. I feel like <laughs> he just glossed over that
2: really quick.
0: <laughs> What's that? He said, "I broke up with this girl, then moved oh. in with her brother. <laughs> like it's just <this laughs> something
2: like, yeah, I walked down and got the mail." and uh let's just jump and no like, i broke
1: eh. i broke up with a girl moved in with his brother ron
0: oh okay oh, yeah. okay okay i got you yeah. not the girl sorry sorry
2: brother. not the girl no, no. yeah. That kind of yeah that's why i was like <laughs> no like, i feel like you just no. kind of glossed over
1: that all these shows and network and anyway so i end up writing two songs with a guy named arliss albert and he was writing for emi at the time okay. and so we wrote the And then he, we demoed them. He got me uh, an interview with uh, an A and R rep at EMI, and it was crazy because, kind of like probably four months before all this, before the songs were written, I'd seen this magazine and I'd I'd seen a picture of a guy named Ben Vaughn who was the main A&R guy at EMI. And I was like, that's that's the company and that's the guy I want to get signed by. And that's the company I oh, want to work so with.
2: So you actually ran into the company that you wanted
1: to work yeah, for. Yeah, just all crazy <laughs> things. So I find myself in this meeting then, so uh, uh, with uh, Stacy Wilbur. And so I was really, really nervous on the first meeting because it's rare that you yeah. get,
2: it's rare to be in getting an interview, right? With one of the biggest publishers. No, that's you don't happening. usually start with the uh, the ideal place you want to work. You usually get to work up to that. I started this place like, all right, it's not right. what I wanted, Look, but it's Jimmy, where it's got a good start.
0: We're, go- we're, we're an up and but, coming yeah. company,
2: but yeah, to just jump in yeah. so like, all, the all right, this is where songs. you want to be, so let's do an interview. And you're like, ah, fuck, okay.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I was just like very yeah. grateful for, for you know to Arlis for taking that. You know, just I didn't have money to demo, so it was on his tab, right? So it was kind of oh, like that's cool. Ticket. Taking that risk. So we did that. And so, you know, I started a relationship there with like Stacy and we keep in contact. And then I was demoing more and then, you know, we were kind of all in this little crew. And then there was a guy named Craig, Craig Boyd. And, um, he was playing as well, going for a deal. So we were all friends and we were all supporting each other, but we were all going for the same title,
2: (laughs) you know, there's one lucky to find that group where you can all have a common goal and yeah to work together towards it and have like you know it sounds like a tight-knit group
1: it, it was for a while right but then eventually the big bad egos get involved and then it splits but yeah but well, for that time
2: somebody's gonna win and somebody's not
1: gonna win yeah know? but for that <laughs> that time of collaboration and helping it was awesome and there was some real great friendships I'm sure yeah and uh And even today like you reach out everybody's pretty cool right like it's like you can look back and kind of laugh because um people that grew up in the 80s in the hair bands compared (laughs) we're comparing the drama of that era to what i was going through in this scene (laughs) so there was so much drama every single day like it was just like he said she said this and this and then you got to play and then there's women involved and then you're in that drama (laughs) and, <laughs> there. and there's women sing. every I'm night at, there's so many women at shows because you're playing and it's like yeah when you're on stage and you're there and a lot of i don't know i guess there's like girls that go there just to be with a guy that's gonna yep. have maybe groupie. Groupie. Yeah. they want to be <laughs> yeah. part of the band so, so there's a lot of that like you see yeah. that on the <laughs> road right you see that in the I towns mean,
2: but it, it, there's a lot of that Nashville, I guess too. I guess. <laughs> you were saying this the uh, this group that kind of you know it was a tight knit group and kind of fell apart when the ego started to play a lot of drama every yeah. night. And it was just was it all just you know relationship ego drama stuff like you would think like if they made a TV show out of it how oh, they yeah. try to play up all the dramatic parts. Is it actually played up or would you oh, see I something like on. that? And be like no, that's pretty real. No, that's pretty <laughs> accurate.
0: <laughs>
1: no, it's pretty right on. Yeah, it's pretty right on like you you Amazing. don't have like to You a lot of you got to think, think about this. Think about this for a second. What is missing in a person that has to have that void filled to be famous? What's missing in that person? Uh, is self-love, that? self-love, <laughs> right? So maybe a little too much self-love, yeah. but uh, There's always, yeah.
0: when we all know that inside, you know, most artists there is turmoil and, you know, yeah. And some of the best ones have the worst, and you know, I mean, I, I, I recently, you know, like started listening to a lot of Amy Winehouse, and and I look at her and I'm just like, man, what a tragedy, you know? Yeah, well, a lot of people Super, like you can just amazing singer, getting
2: famous and getting. You know, uh, all the income and all the stuff that you want doesn't fix who you are as a person you're so you dealing with. Then and even it doesn't the, matter. You know, I'm still going to yeah, catch up with even you. Even to the
0: point where she was even like, I don't even want to be this artist. I, she'd have to get drunk to get up to go on stage. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's, you know? it's like, it's it's, it's like a terrible, like, she didn't want to do it no more. She just, yeah. but it's just an amazing singer and a tormented artist, you know, and, and yeah. you see that a lot. And some of the best are, you know, that way. Well, a lot of it comes. But then, from... but then there are a lot of great people out there who do it for real and who are not fucked up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally, <laughs> totally
1: right.
2: So it's a fine line. It's balance and yeah. it's hard. Especially yeah, it's hard to when maintain it's... that balance, I imagine, like if a lot of stuff is going on with your career, you don't really have right time to, you know, well, work through anything as you I mean, know, on your own or. That... I no. never
1: I never out of all the times I was offered blow I never touched it like yeah, I, good I just, you. I think well I just saw too many incidents <laughs> there I remember <laughs> we played this gig in Alabama and I somebody put a snake <laughs> around my around my neck on stage and um, sure. it was horrifying.
2: <laughs> and
1: I muscled through Not it out right. there like Ozzy like yeah.
0: Yeah. I want a boy to spoke a head off.
1: So we played this bar in Alabama and it was so hot and there was fights breaking out everywhere. It reminded me of Canada. And, uh, and it's just like a
2: really, really hot and humid Canada. <laughs> yeah.
1: So we get down. We get back to the band house and I go into the bedroom. I'm staying and there's like 5 people in there and there's this big mound of cocaine and this guy takes this big sniff and his nose explodes and blood just goes everywhere oh I'm, my god i'm just like I, and at, this is like three That's in the crazy. morning right i just want to go to bed right so i just seen so many stories and and i just didn't like the crowd the crowd was too obnoxious oh, for me well
0: yeah because they're all on cocaine
1: yeah <laughs>
2: people get
0: obnoxious <laughs> when they do too much cocaine
1: yeah just a bit right then add some alcohol on that
2: fuck you man fuck you bro <laughs> there's a lot of hypertension flowing <laughs> around that crowd
1: Yep. And I'm, I'm just a stoner, so... <laughs> Fair enough.
0: I can, I, and I'll tell you my joke. You know what the problem with cocaine is? You just want more cocaine? Well, it shows up late and there's never enough. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I've never met somebody
2: who's like, they go to offer him a line. They go, Oh, no, I'm good. I've had enough tonight. I'm, I'm <laughs> fine.
0: I, this sounds great. Wow. No, at three in the morning, you're like, Can you call that guy again? Call that guy again. I, well, he might be asleep. I don't know, yeah. man. I'm just saying, maybe you should give him a shot. Maybe he's awake. Dude, you're already down <laughs>
2: 300 bucks. Let it go. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yep. So. Chip in, man. Chip in. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, get going. Uh, get signed with EMI. Uh, it's a dream come true. Boom. I play this gig at the Sutler. Remember the old Sutler? Yeah, uh, uh, my parents come down. I play a showcase. It's a three-piece band. Boom. Uh, the next day, they they want to sign me. It's a dream come true. I, I you know I get to I'm working,
2: you know, get signed by Ben and Stacy. The playing awesome. with them was just like you know you jump in like any other. Like you're probably so used to playing with all different you know, all different types of places and different people that the interview. Do you think the interview was the scariest part or playing with them for the first time or?
1: Oh, the interviews, yeah, because I wasn't used to going into an office with my guitar. Oh, yeah, have, so it yeah, not like a,
0: like, like a standard yeah. interview, it's like, so, as I an take artist. I your
2: look isn't business professional, That's <laughs> all you're saying. <laughs> yeah, like, so, industry, yeah, yeah. so just really
0: awkward to walk up. Yeah. And, I mean, do they ask you questions like, so, as an artist, oh, they where ask do you see the yourself question. see you and see you're, yourself? You're, 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 Tell us about a time you uh no, no, the... you've had a conflict with <laughs> <Conflict laughs> a fellow no, co-worker. Oh. No. No, uh have you ever had to punch your drummer in the face? <laughs> if you hadn't, you're not in the band. <laughs> no. My
1: drummers were crazy and probably would have whipped my ass if I did that. So uh, Yeah, no. they're always
2: the most fantastic ones, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> wiry bastards. That's all right. During my short time playing a little music, I was a quiet bass player. <laughs> yeah. So, um,
1: to start writing, uh, so I get signed and uh, get a bunch of money, and then um, it's great because I could. Hell yeah! Um, now I could, you know, just and it's amazing because now I'm working. Now I'm able to do my first session, and I have money now and connections to have the best players in the whole world at my, you know, my disposal. Just whatever, right. book them, Let's go. And I got all these songs and now I'm writing with all these incredible.
0: Keys to the best studios.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I well, the good studios that and I the always liked studios. I always yeah. liked studios that were smaller and a little bit more right. grungier. I didn't like the big yeah. fancy ones. I liked the grungier ones.
0: Right.
1: I just felt like I like I Can
0: understand. I can understand that. It drives a different sound. Yeah.
1: And it's just who I am kind of as a person. I'm just kind of more just. Yeah, yeah. More grungier. Need but, to take a uh, shower. Well, I shower like two times a day. <laughs> The cleanest, grungiest person you'll the be. Cr-
0: the cleanest, grungiest person <laughs> ever man. So, um, <laughs> uh, I mean, so, would, would there be any famous studios in there that, like, if you said, it's like, you know.
1: Oh, I don't remember. Yeah, like I mean, like studios, the, old two, the old Sony. The old Sony. The,
0: the, the old Columbia. The old Columbia studios. I guess it was. Like, yeah. Like, yeah Cody, I think be Columbia then. Sony took over, like, there, in the
1: There was like, a point where I was in a studio every. every there was a point where i was in a studio every single like right. day forever so in it was a new studio so yeah. i just start getting the best players and boom and then come down making these uh demos and they're coming off great and i'm writing with these incredible writers and and it's just like boom 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 it's just it's just awesome it's a dream come true right and we're right. playing every night and then we're playing showcases i'm playing guitar okay. for other bands and i'm working it's just, it's nonstop. It's been like six yeah. years to this point, nonstop every freaking nonstop. day. And, and I didn't have the most talent coming in. So every day I was trying to work my craft, right? Yeah. And it used to drive me nuts because Nashville's the best of the best, man. It's the best of the best. You're never going to find a bad singer there or someone who can't play guitar yeah, player. even
2: just going into a random place you know watching the, like yeah hey, I got live music tonight like most places do in Nashville and, and then you hear them and it's, yeah I've never heard one where I was like eh they weren't yeah, that great it's I've always heard... like oh they're pretty fucking good well, well, I, I, work, <laughs> I work in
0: the hospitality industry and sometimes you know the wedding band is not the best <laughs> yeah. no, it's fucking a wedding band the, the, yeah. The other... yeah there's probably oh, some hey.
2: bad uh, wedding bands out there
0: <laughs> yeah so really just like had to happens.
1: just had to bust and always be working and uh yeah. and but it was great um it was awesome so i guess it was uh almost like a, a probably two year stint i was with them and so we went through the process to gear me up to get a, a deal and I, I i wasn't really like i never like i said i never really moved to nashville to be an artist i never never thought i was strong enough vocally but i was just driven <laughs> i didn't care and yeah right. uh, just whatever. So then when this opportunity came and they liked my voice on the demos and then they signed me. So when we started playing, um for uh we're actually I went in and did my last session and, and then I went home for Christmas and I got a call from Ben, Ben Vaughn, and he was like this I love this man, the session's great. He's like, We're like you're ready. Let's do this, let's push this to get a deal. And I was like okay let's do it right and you know I I don't think I was ready I knew I wasn't ready Um, but unfortunately you have a you have a time you know the timers on right right they can't keep you in a development deal at this time it's the last of the best years in Nashville there's still a bit of development money there's still still there and But it's time to produce. It's time to go now. It's it's, it's either make or break now. So I ended up uh, going in, um, like, I had tons of songs, right? And I, and I, I knew I could do this on my own and produce, but I was pretty wild at this point. I was getting a little loose, like I wanted to do more rock stuff. So my demos were coming out a little bit more, this and that. But nonetheless, I uh, I produced this session, and when you when you produce songs for radio, it's completely different than if I were to go in and, and do my own sessions. Like it has to be. There's po- so many politics geared to radio. Like it has to mean? be this amount of clean. Oh, the okay. music so has to be clean. Way and... more like regulated. As yeah. Far as what so you, you have to do. really, yeah, you really have to play the game in that world, and uh, that was a hard thing to fight with being enough. yeah it's stifling
2: because then yeah, it's like yeah. how how do you be creative and then censor yourself too well it if you're used to rolling it on an eight and then you got to
1: knock it back to a four that's huge yeah because then your vocal style changes your tone of your voice everything is different yeah right? and, then and they're
2: it, like oh why doesn't it sound like the other stuff I was like because you're asking me to fucking do something totally different
1: <laughs> yeah exactly and so i, I ended up working with uh, uh well i ended up going and, and meeting some really uh incredible producers and stuff and then I went and played for a guy named Radney Foster um I don't know if you've heard of him but Randy uh, Foster No it's
0: Radney Foster Radney. Radney is it Radney or Randy No it's Radney Radney, Radney. Yeah. So now I don't No. Yeah. Don't, okay. So
2: Can't, But he was
1: like this cool Texas guy that had a lot of success in the nineties and he had just a great vibe okay. and I really wanted to work with him. And so I went over and I, I sat up on I remember I walked in, it was like in the old Sony studios or something. I walked in and
2: <laughs> sat up
1: on the amp case and then played for him acoustic. And, uh, and, uh, he, he wanted to do an album, on, cut sides on me. And, but he was agreed to do a, a record on a different band and it would have been like three months before we were gonna got to you now and so we couldn't wait so I it didn't happen and that I just like oh man that would have been just that that would have been awesome so I ended up working with this guy's name the Warren Brothers and they had a record record deals in uh, the 90s and they had songs out They had some great songs and I remember listening to them as kid as a kid in Canada hear them on the radio. And they were just young and they were up and coming in the producing world, but they were awesome songwriters. They were incredible songwriters. So we started writing songs and then we got some really good ones. And then, so we agreed that we were going to go cut sides and, uh, and then, so we went in and cut sides and, uh, I've never released them, but, uh, I will be hopefully. Hey, uh,
0: hey Jay, Just want to let you know real quick. Uh, we're coming up on probably an hour. Okay, and I, I'm pretty sure that anchor cuts me off at an hour. Yeah, okay. so we're in the last five minutes of it. Minutes. We're, yeah, we have we got about four to minutes it, to go, so maybe we can just kind of like start putting wrapping it up and yeah, and you know, sure, you know, yeah. kind of give it an ending. I guess you could say It's very and fascinating and interesting and hell yeah dude. you That's, know appreciate you
2: which i was over earlier we caught the whole thing it yeah was, there's now, now exactly there's an hour and a half because uh, like
0: we, yeah me and you we did it we did 30 minutes and yeah
1: so let me let through. me get, let me finish this up so uh, yeah go so doing yeah. these showcases we do all this stuff we work together blah blah right. blah uh go play in front of all the labels and all that and there there was there was a moment where I thought it was going to happen with a certain label and they, they want certain people wanted it to happen. And then okay. it just didn't happen, um, for whatever reason. And I, I, I was losing, I just was losing touch with, uh, there was something different in me as an artist. I just was like, man, I don't know if I can do this anymore. You got to remember this yeah. is like eight years every day. I was depleted physically, mentally. I was burnt out by this time. Eight years. Well, it just, yeah. Being in town, busting my ass, yeah, like,
2: working, yeah, working the craft, true. and just yeah. driving. Yeah. yeah, I felt so you'd you know, be a little drained. I, I guess that that's,
0: I guess that's kind of catching up to the, about almost of the time when, maybe that. Yeah, we, well, man, you know, we you can know. do that
1: on a different time, right? Of course, right. We'll, you know. we'll do that's that good. like part two or something like that. When, but when, you know, <laughs> you when he's
0: like, look, here's a parts. here's a drunk guy
1: yeah exactly but uh so i play these all these i play all these shows i've got like uh, bon jovi's manager out watching me and all this stuff and, like <laughs> cool. i'm meeting with all these people these agents calling me before i'm even signed and they're wanting to know what i'm going to do with my money and shit like this it's just so no surreal shit. right yeah. and uh so i you know the last call it was kind of like uh Ben called me and said hey like EMI just sold they sold the Sony it was 2007 so the recession hit and American Idol was being born so everything overnight was flipped off okay so it was basically that was basically like if we if you got to do this this and this and I just didn't feel like I could do this anymore and I needed to step away so it was a mutual split I guess and I was I'm just really grateful that they gave me that shot and I'm gonna be releasing right. a bunch of uh, the demos from Nashville, but we'll do like a part two, Chris. We'll do a part two on this. And,
0: yeah, uh, for sure. Yeah, you because I want to
2: hear more about that. That, sound, that sounds. Yeah,
0: we're rolling into the last two minutes here. Yeah. So oh, that
2: sounds fucking crazy, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, I, like I like
0: said, can, you know, we well, can't our, predict the timing of this. Our so. agreement is that you know, you know, you get to you get final cut, so yeah, you know, none of this gets published until you 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 mull it over. Yeah, so Follow send me this. I India. think this will be good. Be good. It. it sounds like a good one. I think we got some good stuff here. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Good. Awesome. Uh, I'll send it to you in a file so you can check it out. And you can let me know if you agree or disagree. Sometimes I have to wait a couple of days before I listen to it again just because yeah, it's no I Like it's, it's it's odd. Well, we're
2: still at like the
0: pre-editing point, yeah. so
2: we're we're trying to just nail stuff out without having it be scripted and having it be. Not sounding like shit. Either,
0: right. so. we're, we're still working on our little program here, but anyway, great talking with you, man. Let's, yeah. let's get yeah, back awesome. into part 2, part 3, whatever we're going to call it. Um, I'll send you the file. You go through it. You tell me what you think. And yeah, for sure. uh, we'll catch up again. Okay. Yeah.
1: Sounds good. Awesome. Well, thanks for your time. And uh, let's, yeah, we'll see you on part 2. All right. Awesome. Okay. Take care.
0: All right, man. Bye, man. Later. Later. Hey everyone, this is Chris from Here It Is Podcast. Um, just wanted to let everybody know that I got my PayPal account set up on the uh, on the Facebook page site for Here It Is Podcast Nashville. If you're interested in donating a couple bucks to me and Jason, so we can continue to improve this podcast and uh, move forward with it, check it out if you're interested and donate what you like. Merry Christmas.